0: Welcome
1: to the Tea Grannies, I'm Elise,
0: And I'm Maria. Today we're here to talk about how to approach your edit. This episode will focus on some different editing strategies and organizations, so pour yourself a cup of tea and let's get started.
1: So getting to the end of your story, or of your first draft maybe, is one of the hardest parts of writing the first draft like I think some people struggle with the beginning I've never had that problem the beginning has always come very easily for me um and then some people have kind of a saggy middle issue where they're just kind of meandering and don't know what they're doing and if I don't plot enough yes I have that issue too um but the ending is like everything's all coming together it's all culminating into this final grand thing and you want it to be perfect like You want to do it justice. I think that's a lot of people get stuck on the ending on trying to write it and feeling like it's just either they don't want to or they're scared to because they're afraid that they won't do the story justice after putting all of this work into it and all of this effort. Or maybe you've been writing the story for so long and you're scared to finish it and then go back and have to change things because maybe you mess up the things that you change and then what if you can't go back and fix it again or you don't know how or you change it so much that all of a sudden it's a different story and you don't know where you're going anymore. So yeah, the self-doubt is real. There's a whole bunch of reasons (laughs) for that.
0: The beauty of editing is you can always change things. So if you do go through your edit and mm-hmm. then you come back and read it, and you're like, oh, I made a mistake or I forgot to, that I changed my character's eye color or whatever. Oopsie. All of that can be fixed. Yeah, All of it can be fixed. Yeah. So it's more most important not to be too hard on yourself. Um, and you will do your story justice in your own way. And that's also what feedback is for. So if you write to the end and you think, oh, I didn't do a very good job of that. Uh, you get your feedback from your mm-hmm. beta readers and then you can edit that ending again. You could always fix that. The ending is the easiest part to fix because you've done all the hard work already. You- yeah.
1: I find that the, that, that daunting feeling when you're kind of approaching that, I don't know, three quarter, just past a three quarter mark. It's so interesting because like, I think for me, it's often, I want to do this justice. I want it to be perfect. Um, I don't want to write something that sucks, but yeah, um, That's like completely against the entire philosophy that I've been working with for the first three quarters of the story of like, just get it out there. Just get it done. You can fix it later. The ending is the same. Mm -hmm. Just get it out there. Get some version of it done. Get your ideas on the page and you can fix it later. That's the whole point of the editing process, which is what we're here to talk about today. (laughs) So when you hit that point, You have done all of that. You've been through the terrifying imposter syndrome and self-doubt, and you have talked yourself in and out of your story over and over and over again, but you finally managed to make it to the end. You have a full draft. Congratulations. It's time to edit your book. Um, But how do you know where to start? How do you know if you're even ready to start editing or if you should be fixing some big picture stuff and rewriting instead? Um... And that might seem like a dumb question or like, isn't it obvious? You have a complete story. You've got a complete draft, so you must be ready. Um, but that hasn't been my experience, and I don't think it's been Raz's experience either. It really depends. No. Yeah, it really depends on the draft. It really depends on yeah. a lot of the feelings you have around the draft. And so for me, and I think possibly for you, once I have a full story, I've, I've written out my first kind of crack at the ending, um, I take space from it. I put it away. I don't literally put it in a drawer, but that's a helpful analogy. I put it in a drawer and I lock the drawer and I don't think about it for at least two weeks. But at this point, it's been anywhere from two weeks to two months to now. I think I'm six months away from one of my drafts. So.
0: <laughs> I'm about that for one of mine too. Like six months away from yeah. it. And I'm a couple months away from working on it again. Yeah. But the, the shortest amount of time I take away is about a month. Sure.
1: Yeah, and I think that's 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 healthy and probably a really good um good marker cuz like we talked about in our last episode a little bit. It's just so helpful to take space from what you've written cuz you get so attached. You get so invested in this huge thing and you've put all these hours into it and you want it to be perfect um but you know that it's not and that's why we're talking about editing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so taking that space, it gives you that distance. It lets you detach yourself from those attached emotions and just kind of relax and let go. Um, and this can help so much with, for, with everything from basic clarity to being able to kill your darlings because now you can be hopefully a little bit more objective yeah um yeah so taking a break that's my first step and then before I sit down to even touch my manuscript assuming that I don't already have some ideas of what I want to change because sometimes that happens I get to the end and along the way I change something and it's like okay now I need to go back and adjust this here and adjust that there so I'll take care of those first but if I don't have any of those and it's just like okay I have my full draft now I need to sit down and fix it and I don't know where to start um I get back into it with a simple read-through, uh, and my my number one rule when I'm doing that is to sit on my hands. Um, and that's something I heard from an editor once of, if you have time with a contract, the first thing you do is you, do a first pass, you read through the manuscript you're supposed to edit, and you don't touch anything. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't take notes along the way. So yes, I'll take notes, yes, I'll make little... Notations or comments of, ooh, flag this, ooh, this needs to be adjusted because of this. But I'm not actually digging in and starting typing and fixing anything because um, I don't want to get into that nitty gritty here. I don't want to get distracted with copy edits. I want to just get an idea of the full picture. How does it all come together? How are my character arcs doing? How is my plot doing? Do I have some subplots that just kind of don't fit? Um, And I find it's easiest to identify those when I've come back from a break and I'm just doing a whole read through. And then once that is done, I try to organize my edits into the categories that make sense. So this last time I was working with multiple POVs, point of views, and I did it by character. So I, um, I arranged my edits under a heading of my character's name and then chronologically based on chapter order. Um, but the order that you do your edits in could be very different depending on where you're at and what you prefer and what your story needs. Um, And then I'm ready to begin implementing those edits um, to try and get a draft ready for feedback from people because there's no way this is final draft business at this point. I need people (laughs) to keep, yeah, (laughs) I need people to keep giving me feedback throughout the editing process. Like, it's not just a one-and-done first draft, everyone read it, okay, take that feedback, fix it, now it's good. I do at least two rounds of feedback on a complete draft. And if I can do three, um, that's ideal. And I try to mix it up and have different people look at it because different people are gonna catch different things. Mm -hmm.
0: I have a very similar process. So I always take the break a month, sometimes longer, (laughs) depending on what's going on in my life. (laughs) Uh, And then I go through it. Yeah, like from beginning to end as a reader, I actually don't even make notes in the doc. I'm only allowed to only allow myself to make a list of notes for big things. I don't let myself touch anything small because if I notice it, I'm sure I'll notice it again. It's very rare that you're going to skip like a spelling mistake or something. And uh, so then I kind of make editing list. And after I've read it, like i sit on that for a couple days too, and think about, okay, so these are the edits I've come up with so far. This is what I liked. And this is what I didn't like about my story when I read it through. Um, And then I try to visualize on it to be in its completed form. And so if the story I'm visualizing is so different than the draft, which is what's happening to me with the one that I haven't come back to yet, um, then I know that that needs a rewrite, not an edit. Uh, and then in the case of my last project, uh, it really just needed to be bulked up and edited. It didn't have any major changes. Like the first chapter and the last chapter have been like stylistically cleaned up and stuff, but they're the same. All the Everything that happens is the same as it was mm-hmm. in the first go around. Um, so that just really depends on your story. And it depends, you know, my earlier stories needed a lot more rounds of that exact right. <laughs> thing. But now it, it, it takes me kind of one round. I go, okay, this is what mm-hmm. I need to do with this. Um, so then I kind of get into my my pre-editing. Um, so Elise, has, we talked about style sheets last yeah. time. And that's something I'm trying to get into. <laughs> I always start a style sheet and then it just kind of... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I usually start my style sheet and then abandon it. I mean, whatever works <laughs> for you. <laughs> uh, and usually during the first draft, I've started at some point uh, when I was procrastinating. I've started a Pinterest nice. board for inspiration. So I usually go back to the Pinterest board and kind of scroll through it and like get some some visuals uh, for what mm. I want to do. And then I make a editing schedule, everybody's favorite thing. Um, So I do this because it's very easy to put editing off because it is intimidating to do even once you've started. I make a deadline and roughly I would say I can edit about a chapter a day pretty comfortably. So 30 chapter manuscript, I can finish that edit in about a month and then it's ready to go out for feedback. Things you have to remember when you're editing is it is a marathon. It is Mm -hmm. not a sprint. Do not rush Mm -hmm. through your edits just for the sake of getting it done.
1: Yeah, And do not rush through your edits for the sake of the deadline
0: either. Yes, exactly. Yeah, especially if it's a self-imposed deadline. Mm-hmm. Like, there's moving the deadline because you've been slacking, and that's also fine. And then there's moving the deadline because you've got more to do than you first yeah. thought, and that's also yeah. fine. Sometimes, absolutely,
1: that you're gonna pick things up along the way, like you might be editing a section and change something and realize, oh, that affects this other thing down the road or previous. And then you have to go back and fix that. So it's, yeah, it's constantly moving the puzzle pieces and trying to keep track of them. Um, But then once you've been through kind of a first round of edits, yes, you've been moving the puzzle pieces around. So you need that feedback in order for people to catch the things that maybe you forgot to note down, forgot that you changed, didn't Mm -hmm. realize this affects that. That's where it all kind of Ties together. Um, and then one of the, I think probably the biggest tool that I use is, like you said, the style sheet. Um, And I do a very similar thing where I started at the beginning and then I abandon it because it's like writing is way more fun when I don't have to think about the details. Um, And then I come back to it when I have that finished draft or when I'm procrastinating at the three-quarter mark and I don't want to write and uh, I'd rather
0: just, you know. That's a good idea. I should try that next time when I'm procrastinating. Be like, if you're going to not write your story, you need to work on the style sheet and then watch me pound out like a thousand words of actual (laughs) writing just to avoid the style sheet. It's
1: all I mean, brain tricks all of it is brain tricks I yeah whatever that works. sounds like a really good strategy <laughs> um but it is a really useful tool once like at whatever point it becomes useful to you it doesn't have to be right away but when you get into your editing or you're thinking about starting those edits um that is where I would start that's kind of how I get my brain into that zone into that mode it's like okay here are all the details I need to think about and then I feel like I'm ready to edit. I'm ready to think about that. But it's basically just your your tool to keep consistent and organized as you categorize your world. So if you're going through and realize these characters' names are too similar and they show up in the same scene a lot, you change the one name, pop it in the style sheet, get the right spelling right away, and then you can do a search, a find and replace later and take care of those nitty-gritty things at another time. Um, and you don't need to be thinking about consistency things like whether you're using canadian or american english spelling or whether your punctuation is a certain way or not like at this stage in the editing process you know, that's copy edit stuff that's not not something you need to put your energy into because it could change along the way and it's just not uh not important um But what I do use that for kind of right at the start, if I haven't already done so, um, and like I said, if I'm procrastinating writing the ending, I might go through and collect all of the character descriptions that I have. So I'll search for the names of my characters for the very first time they show up and see, okay, how did I describe this person? Um, Because it's really, really handy to have those listed in that style sheet as I'm doing the edits, because Mm -hmm. then... I'm catching oh I changed their eye color halfway through or whatever it is like I described the wrong thing it happens way more often than you might think um and then as I'm doing that I also try to have two or three people in mind who um I'm planning to request a read-through and high-level feedback from when I'm done um and that's why it's helpful to set that deadline, to have that schedule. Cause like I can I can poke those people a couple weeks ahead of time and say, hey, I'm in edits. Mm-hmm. Are you interested in beta reading for me or whatever it is, however I want to word that. And then I'm giving them a head- heads up. And if I have that deadline, I can say, this is what I'm expecting to be done Do you have time and space at that time? Or when is your schedule free for this? And then that's my deadline. Um, Because people have lives and it's a pretty big ask to get them to read an entire story and tell you whether they love or hate it and why. Um, Yes, that's a big job. So uh, I try to use use the people in my life in the best way possible so that they don't hate me. Um, And so far it's worked out okay. So yeah those are some of the things that i find the most helpful to have done before i start i know maria you have Mm -hmm. you have a few more so let's hop on over to yours
0: yeah so i usually don't do a deep dive edit until i have feedback already and this is partly because i write skinny right right? so i usually have Mm -hmm. to add so i usually do that first read through i make some notes i fix like the glaringly wrong things and, and then i usually send it for for feedback like I sent this last project out for feedback when it was like 57,000 words. And then my actual end goal was going to be like 80,000. But I was like, I need to know what more needs to Mm -hmm. be done before I start Mm -hmm. writing random scenes that maybe don't belong. So when I talk about my editing process, I always have feedback already. Um, And sometimes this is feedback from like our our monthly workshops. So like, um, the next story that I'm going to basically do a overhaul on. I'm still gonna look at the feedback I got and just see like what hit with the right with the readers and what didn't. Um so that's good. And then I like having the the feedback from like two at least two beta readers usually go for two. Sometimes it's just you at first. (laughs) It just depends. (laughs) Depends. Uh yeah so I have um feedback from at least one, one reader. Uh, I have a list of big picture edits and then I have a list of small things that I'd like to maybe add or just double check for um, consistency. And then I compile all the feedback into one document. Uh, and usually when I send my my draft out for feedback, I have a list of questions for the beta readers. Yeah. So I put them all in the same doc so that I can refer to the feedback as a whole. Uh, and then I give myself another deadline for when it needs to go back out to beta readers. Um, and then I go with the schedule that I already mentioned, which is roughly a chapter mm-hmm. a day. Sometimes I do more, it just depends. Some days they don't do any because like life day job and yep. things like that. So I, I kind of give myself like, you know, if I'm like, okay, I need, I have 30 chapters, mm-hmm. I could do a chapter a day, but there, you know, I'm going to need some leeway, I give myself maybe 40, 45 days sure. or whatever. Um, and that's all I have before I start. Um, most importantly is, is the lists, which we're going to jump into next.
1: <laughs> yes, lists and lists. Um, style sheets are one kind of list, uh, but mm-hmm. we're talking, I think we're talking about editing lists now, which is another thing entirely, which is maybe a little bit scarier. Uh, style sheets are kind of rules and already established things. Editing lists, that's where you actually have to think. Oh, that sounds exhausting. Okay, so... Your edit list is going to be, believe it or not, is going to be your best friend. As you start fixing up your draft. Because like like we said before, you've you've got all these puzzle pieces, you've got all these moving parts, and if you don't start writing them down, it's really easy to lose track of them or forget that you changed a little thing there that affects everything else, or you you added this little like I'll do this sometimes where I add a little detail in towards the the earlier part of the story, and then I want to use it and foreshadowing and with different other things as like okay, I have to add these little lines here and there, yeah. and it just becomes this super intricate little game that you play. Um so the Way that we, the way that I keep track of it is with my master list, um, and I also use that to keep me on track because I've got these big picture things that I need to focus on, and um, I don't want to start getting distracted by the little pesky copy edits when i haven't even looked at the overall structure of the story and whether these scenes should even exist or not because if i start editing the phrasing of this one scene because oh it could be worded better for the pacing or whatever it is and then i come back through and i remove the scene entirely i've just waited it's wasted so much time and i'm always complaining about how little time i have so uh work smarter not harder uh and yeah an edit list will help you do that and I tend to organize mine um like I said with my characters and POVs and all of that but also um as we talked about in the last episode the stages of editing which starts with the high level and moves down to the smaller pieces I organize my edit list based on that essentially so I focus on my biggest big picture stuff first and I work through that as much as I can and then if I'm getting stuck or if I feel like I've cleaned all that up as best as I can then I moved down to some more nitty-gritty before sending it for feedback again
0: yeah and I so when I write from multiple point of views I still edit in chapter order because that's just what works for my brain uh so when I so after I've done the initial this is way after I've got everything ready to go I do another read through and that's how I make my edit list so I kind of go chapter by chapter and I'll have my list of like chapter one like um just check check language or check do basically do a stylistic edit on my chapter one. Say and then chapter two, like I have to. I'm in another character's point of view. Um, I have to fix this and this, and then I kind of roll through that and I go do them chapter by chapter. And then I also do a list of um, scenes that need to be written. And this usually comes to me like when I'm prepping for Mm -hmm. the edit, I'm like, okay, I need about 10 more new scenes and I'm going to put them, I put them in their own doc and I have like new scenes and I write them kind of there. And then I kind of find out where I'm going to put them. Um, I'm starting to realize like maybe my process sounds really disorganized, but it's like (laughs) it works for me. Um, but yes, like I, I also throw in, in my editing list, things like foreshadowing Uh, but a lot of the time that stuff comes just naturally when I'm working on the chapter. I'm like, oh, this is a good spot mm-hmm. to foreshadow this. So I try not to worry too much if I don't have a lot of that in my editing list. Like it's going to come sure. as I'm yeah, working on the sure. project. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is easiest to to do it in chapter order for me. Um, and I also, when I get stuck or when I'm not sure what I'm going to do, I will either talk to Elise <laughs> or like my husband or someone about my story. And it usually helps me puzzle out What needs fixing, or what, um, what more needs to happen? Mm -hmm. And like, when I sent my last project out and I got it back, like I had, um, all the beta readers asking for more, like more of the more of the romance, and like more from my other character, my male character's point of view. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, that's a lot. Like, and I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to write all this anyway? I just added, like, I don't know. 10 more chapters. It was <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> but you know, it was like, uh, I wrote those scenes like first draft scenes and I popped them in there. Cause that's, that would be something I would edit after I got feedback mm-hmm. on, on this round. Yeah. So there's usually multiple rounds. Like I don't know anybody that's done a first draft and gotten feedback and then just fixed it and then just been done. Like I've never, yeah. um, but anyway, so back to my lists, I got a little sidetracked there. So <laughs> I have my, edit list with the overall, the big picture edits. And then I have like, uh, you know, my specific chapters, what needs to be fixed in each specific chapter. And then uh, I have my new scenes doc where i number the scenes and I usually do a little the scene is gonna be and then I work on it when I feel like working on it. Uh, And then I keep all the feedback from my beta readers. uh, And that's what I usually have before I get started.
1: Yeah, it sounds. I mean, you said it sounded disorganized, but to me, it's like oh, that sounds way more organized than me. Okay,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> my brain just sometimes feels all over the map, and like also just like for uh, so everybody knows, I write in Scrivener, so it's mm-hmm. really easy for me to uh, go back and forth between docs. Like, I don't have to have multiple like Word docs or anything. Yeah. I've tried Google Docs and stuff. I, I I like it for like our podcast stuff and like uh, we write our like book reviews and stuff in mm-hmm. there, but for my actual stories, like I've really enjoyed using Scribner, um, because it helps me stay pretty organized. And I have like, on the left side, is like a list of everything, like, so all my chapters, and then I have like different binders or whatever, yeah. for like, um, you know, brainstorming or edits, like I have a whole thing for edits. And then there's like a drop down with like six different docs there. And that's been been super helpful. And there's also a spot on the right hand side, at least the way I have it set up for mine, where you can make little notes for yourself and so I do that that's where I put my edits for the chapter Mm -hmm. sometimes like when I sit down to work on say chapter six so I look at my edit doc I'm like oh I gotta do this and I put that in the little notes so I can just kind of refer back to my little notes as I'm going through the chapter without swapping too much it's little things like that that make it a little more streamlined for me yep yeah no if you if
1: if you struggle with organizing your work and keeping track of your files and stuff or you just Mm -hmm. you just you're really into organization and that's important to you <laughs> like <me>. <laughs> <laughs> and we love you for it um then i think scrivener is a really good option i i find yeah, organizing my files in google docs or on my computer is it works really well for me, so I'm not willing to, to pay for it. But it's not a huge ex- expense. It's actually fairly easy to find coupons for it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: especially if you win Nano Remo, yeah, You get, mm-hmm. like, half price or whatever, mm-hmm. which is how I got mine. Yep, <laughs> Nano's a
1: great way to do that. So, yeah, organizing your your edits even. Like, if, you, if you're fine with the drafting stage and you can keep organized, whatever. But for organizing yourself for the editing stage, it sounds like a really useful tool. And I can see how it would be yeah. a huge benefit. Um I know that you've you've talked about how you've you've used it where like we've been chatting to brainstorm something out and you're like, "Oh, that's good. So you'll copy paste something that I said or that we were talking about into your scrivener so just to keep it so that you don't have to scroll back up through the messages, right? Yes. Oh so. my gosh,
0: I love that. It works really well. And sometimes then sometimes I'm looking at my edits and I start laughing so it's like right out of our conversation. So like without context it, it makes no sense, like, to the outsider. They'd be like, what the heck are they talking about? But it makes sense yeah. for us, but that's, and that's what matters. <laughs> that's the best
1: part about brainstorming. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, I'll never complain about brainstorming. I know you say, like, usually you, you'll verbal process with me, and, like, that's I, – I put it all on Elise Wow, I such a chore, but it's like, no, that's that's my favorite part. That's <laughs> it's, it's, it's what makes things fun. You need
0: to fun. brainstorm. That's why the thing is that so many people think like think that writing is a solitary thing, mm-hmm. uh, and the actual like writing of of it actually it is yeah. like when you're writing, but to figure out your story and the edits and the beta reading, like you actually need a little community yes. of people to to do that with. God, like, yes. I mean, I could. I talk to my husband sometimes about what I'm going to do. And he goes, yeah, like, that sounds good. But, like, he he hasn't been reading my story. <laughs> ever, so, like, and he's going to tell me everything sounds good. exactly. Um, so I need someone who's actually going to read it or who who reads that genre. And I can, like, bounce ideas off them. And, and yep. uh, you know, yep. like, my husband reads, like, biographies and, like, World War II stuff. So he's not a great <laughs> help for uh, fantasy back and forth. Although he's pretty good when I'm, like, do you think someone would bleed a lot if you did this? he'll be like, like open that. <laughs> the nitty-gritty, yep. gross details. Yep.
1: You need different different people for different brainstorming purposes.
0: So true. yeah, so true. We need a doctor friend, I and know. then we could really oh, nail goodness. those. Yeah, I
1: might, maybe I can find some. Like maybe I can find a nurse friend or something. That would work as well.
0: So like, how, how much
1: would you bleed yeah <laughs> yeah you were would, this, would this would this kill you I, i'm Just asking for a friend
0: <laughs> ask you again i'm not i'm not planning anything <laughs>
1: god no oh man oh gosh So yeah we're off topic here, well right? no we're still <laughs> on topic the next topic was brainstorming so we're good Oh good. Uh, okay. yeah. Then yeah, cuz yeah, brainstorming. I will never complain about it cuz it's saved my ass so many times. Oh my goodness. Um talking out big edits. Like when I'm when I'm at that beginning stages of okay, this is what I'm going to do. I make the fixes that I know I want to make and then it's like, okay, I know I need to fix this thing, but I don't know how to do it effectively and then I'm like, "Maria, help me." <laughs> help me <laughs> and i'll usually send you like an all caps message of i'm dying give me your brain or something
0: and then there's a lot, you know, lot of drama in our so messages much drama. like if, if people could see oh, our messages man. they'd be like wow 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 dramatic wow, wow. messages!" wow wow wow, wow. <laughs> but it does help so much right? to have someone to brainstorm with like uh it'll make a huge difference you got to find a brainstorming buddy it's probably the same person as your accountability buddy mm-hmm. yeah pattern
1: yeah yeah i know we've helped helped each other out on way more than one occasion and that's not going to stop because like yeah yeah (laughs) like i said fixing the word choice and a paragraph it's not going to help you too much if you have to go back and then delete the paragraph so we figure out whether we need to delete the paragraph first and we do that together and that's what brainstorming is for (laughs)
0: And there's, there's some, like, I mean, some people will, will do two different editing passes. Like they'll do one for the big picture stuff Mm -hmm. and then one for like a stylistic. Um, That seems like I just can't hold myself back from doing the stylistic Mm -hmm. at the same time. So it doesn't work for me to do two separate edits. So I do one edit. Okay. And I like, I usually will go through the chapter before I start, I do a lot of reading from the editing As I'm saying it out loud. Uh, so I read it through and then I go, okay, here's the big thing. I fix the big mm-hmm. thing. And then I go through it again and I add some details. The other one that's good too, this is where people get stuck on stylistic. You're not sure if it sounds good. Read it out loud. Yep. You will find the word that doesn't fit if you just read <laughs> it out loud. You're like, oh, okay, that sounds bad. Mm-hmm. And then you can fix mm-hmm. it. Uh, and that's a huge help. So um, yeah, like when I'm editing, my husband can hear me mumbling sometimes. Yep. And he knows I'm just... Reading things out loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it helps a very lot. Helpful. It's
1: ridiculous.
0: Yeah. And then, um, you know, it's the other thing where you're editing. Like, I mean, if you do like what I do and you do everything at once, it can be kind of overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's why you have your edit list. So follow your edit list. It's very tempting to jump ahead sometimes and just like, well, I know I have to fix this in chapter 20 now. Well, just go to your edit list yep. and make a note for chapter 20 and go back to where you were. Because skipping ahead, I mean, maybe it works. Like, everybody has a different system. I'm sure there's people that are good at just picking a chapter and, like, rolling with it. But for me, it makes the story feel not cohesive. So to make it feel cohesive, I got to do it in Mm -hmm. order so that it all makes sense. And then a lot of time, like, um, when I was writing dual point of views, like, I caught, I did it, like, twice. Like, in two editing passes where I had, like, the wrong time jump from one character to another Mm. or you know, I needed another scene to make it flow properly. And that's the other reason you should try and edit in chronological order, because you're going to find the stuff that doesn't fit like mm-hmm. that. Um, and then the last, I think we've spoken about this before, when you're working on your ending, when it comes to your first draft, you can just, you know, if you're like me, you just write until yeah. you feel like it's over. Yep. <laughs> that's Um, so, but when you're editing, you should know your ending and then you can write towards it. Um, it's okay if you're changing that, that ending from your last draft, of course, you can always change it. But you don't want to be halfway through your edit and then change your ending so drastically that you got to go back and start your edit again. Uh, and that's if you're doing that, then maybe you need a little more feedback or you need to go through it more thoroughly before you start actually mm-hmm. getting into the edit because mm-hmm. you're just creating work for yourself. Um, and if you're not sure how to end it and you haven't gotten feedback yet, then write the ending that comes like intuitively to you, to the characters and then leave it there and wait for feedback. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be able to figure out if you haven't written the ending, you're not going to be able to fix the ending because you got to write it out and see Mm -hmm. how it works. And if you're like most writers, when you start writing it, it will start coming to you as you're writing usually. Um, And then you can get to the end and then, then you can, go back and add your foreshadowing. That's the other thing. If you won't write the end, you can't go back and do all your foreshadowing and all that stuff Mm -hmm. that you want to do during your edit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I think I've said this before. When I was writing Roots of Blood, I wrote like 30,000 words and then axed them. And then I did it again because the ending that I wrote, I thought it was where I wanted to go. But once I got there, once I'd written it out, it's like, oh, this doesn't work. Not because anything was necessarily specifically wrong with it, but it just, it did not fit with the rest of the story or it wasn't cohesive or the character arc didn't slide into that Mm -hmm. space naturally or whatever. I was jamming too much into too short of a section. Um, Yeah, there were all sorts of issues before I found the ending that worked. Um, So know your ending before you you get there, ideally. That will save you a whole lot of trouble. Ideally, Ideally. you never know, right? but but yeah, um, but you can't edit what you don't have. So if you're struggling with it, just write it out, even if it feels silly or whatever, because that feedback that you can get on it will help you decide, why is it silly? Why doesn't it fit? Um, maybe that's the, Maybe that's the thing that you need to get it done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then beyond that, I don't know, we've covered the big picture stuff. So I'll just go back to what I keep saying remember to leave the nitpicks till the very end. Don't get bogged down with your copy edits. Don't get bogged down with your grammar and your nitpicking on scenes that might change entirely with a more drastic edit or if you decide you need to rewrite a chapter. I have this one chapter Mm -hmm. in my current work in progress that I probably will have to remove, but I've edited it like, three or four times and I put a lot of work into it but it actually is just a stupid sucky chapter that should come out so (laughs) don't be stepper like me um and yeah if you jump ahead in the editing process and try to do all that little nitpicky stuff you're creating more work for yourself um yeah and
0: way more don't
1: need to do that work smarter not harder (laughs) (laughs)
0: exactly and like please finish your first draft before you do any editing this is a tough one Mm -hmm. for new writers especially you want to like oh I'll just go fix this and then I'll carry on and we did talk about this in our first drafts episode so I'm not gonna like go crazy on Mm -hmm. it but uh, you don't want to you know waste all this time fixing things that will not be useful by the time you get to the end yep so first draft has to be done all the way to the end before you edit Mm -hmm. this is so so important and again the foreshadowing like yeah you do get a little bit done in your first draft um but the real work for that happens in the editing stage like when you're reading a book you're like you get to the end you're like oh my god you like realize all the foreshadowing and you're like wow like they didn't do that the first time no no (laughs) that was so if you want to be that good you want to get that reaction you gotta do it (laughs) editing stages mm-hmm. so you have to have your ending or know your villain or whatever it takes to for you to get that yep. in there. you want to nail that when you're when you're done your draft you want to nail it right
1: <laughs> write that first draft out fly by the seat of your pants do that and then second draft is all about making it look like yeah. you did it all on purpose in the first place so and
0: so we'll talk a little about um how our drafts went uh, for our kind of our most recent projects sure. and that way you guys can get an idea of our what the process looked like word count wise because this is always kind of a tough one you know some some people write more lengthy first drafts mm-hmm. and some people don't so you'll see the difference between here. Uh, <laughs> <this year. laughs> yeah and I think
1: I think we've touched on this a little bit um in previous episodes between like overwriting or writing a lot of words and having to cut back versus skinny drafts having to Mm -hmm. bulk it up because you're not quite meeting your genre word count that you that you're aiming for so i am the wordy wordy af that is me that is my problem i have to (laughs) i have to kill darlings more than probably anyone else and uh maybe i don't kill them enough that's probably true uh and then (laughs) maria's the opposite she does the skinny draft so Um, yeah, you'll see the comparison pretty quick here. My first draft of my, uh, the latest project that I have that's in the editing phase. Um, I was aiming for a hundred thousand words, um, <laughs> and this should be a brain trick for me by now. It should be like, okay, I have to say about like 20,000 words over what I'm aiming for because it's it's going to be it's and yeah, sure enough. Aiming for 100,000? 100, yeah, 120,000. Um, overshot way, way too far. So, uh in my second draft, I've brought it down to 110,000 and I'm pretty sure it's it's there to stay. It's not it's not getting any shorter than that. That's how <laughs> long it wants to be. So, um I've gotten That's a good word count. Right, it's it's, it's for for epic fantasy, it's, it's fine. fine. I've gotten over it. Yeah. I have not gotten over really it. Really good. I never get over it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, like, I've done a couple rounds of editing on it already. I've had a couple rounds of feedback. So I have some bigger pieces to fix, like that entire chapter that I was talking about that should just be axed mm-hmm. um, or rewritten or whatever because it's <laughs> just a major yawner and I'm not making it interesting. Uh, and then some smaller little plot details <laughs> from kind of a, someone went through and read and this is kind of how I know when I'm, I'm getting there, I'm getting to the right place, when I have a beta reader that comes through and um, they don't point out any big problems. They just, they're pointing out little things like, I don't really understand this phrase here or like little details that I didn't describe quite enough. And then it's like, okay, we're getting there. We are very close to the end. So um, I know I'm close. I'm very close. Um, But yeah, I think I'll need, I'll need one more major pass for big picture and then I can start. Reading it out loud for that stylistic and copy edit, yay! The worst part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: and I'm going to talk about the same project I've already talked about a bit. Where yeah. the first draft was fifty-seven thousand words, uh, second draft was sixty-two thousand words, and the third draft is seventy-seven thousand words. Um, and then I think by the time I sent it out for copy edit, it was seventy-nine thousand, yep. um, and that had two major editing passes. It went out to beta readers two separate times. And Elise got it a third time because <laughs> she's special. <laughs> and now she's got it for coffee edit. Uh, and then it's going to be ready to query. Wow. Hopefully. Um, and I also had my query and synopsis workshopped uh, once too. So don't forget that step either when you get a little further along. Uh, if you've done all this work on your draft to get it workshopped and edited, make sure you do the same to your query and mm-hmm. your synopsis. That's a very yeah. important step. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that was that one so you can see I'm a very skinny first draft writer I'd say most of my first drafts are about 50,000 words and then most of my end projects are about 80,000 words so I almost almost double my word yeah. count wow um, <laughs> when I'm done yeah and it's because when I I just want to get the story out and I like leave all the the details for later so a lot of that bulking up is like new scenes or short uh, added scenes and a lot of it's um setting in that too because mm-hmm. I really just kind of whip through my first draft and get it out but yeah everybody has a different process yep. I'm not sure what's easier to cut or to add like I feel like either way you're writing the words yep I think I'll probably never write 120,000 <laughs> words in a draft. But... <laughs> maybe uh, one day maybe one day
1: yeah <laughs> oh my goodness I didn't realize that I had read it I'll be reading it for the fourth time with the copy edit I did not quite realize that that's that's really interesting to me. It makes me feel a little bit better because right. like, when, when I send you my drafts, because they're usually longer, <clears throat> um, I always feel bad because it's like, OK, we're swapping. But I feel like it's unbalanced because you read more words every time. But I only so you
0: get mine an extra time. I, I get yours it. an extra
1: time. I don't send mine out as many times because I, I don't know what my process is a little bit different. So you only beta, yeah. beta read it maybe twice, whereas I'm doing it four times. So it's, it's, yeah. it's even. It's, <laughs> it's all good. Nice. It's fine. <laughs>
0: Um, oh, yep. it, works, it works for yep. us and and your pro everyone's process is different. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, I used to look up like, how to edit, like how to this, how to mm-hmm. that. Uh, and none of that, none of that stuff worked for me. I really just had to do trial and error to like figure out what worked for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did an entire edit on like another project, my first writing project, like a couple of times before I I found any success with my method yeah. and that was in the last big project I yeah. did I was like oh okay this is what's going to work this for me this is how it goes uh, mm-hmm. so it took a while mm-hmm. so don't feel bad if you don't nail it yeah first go yeah or tenth go
1: and I think that's why we're not calling this episode how to it's not a how-to episode we're not telling yeah. you what to do we're telling you what worked for us and kind of the strategies that we kind of picked up along the way yeah but you're gonna <laughs> everyone's gonna want a different mix of those and you get to pick and choose yeah. and I think that's beautiful um yeah yeah that that brings us to the end of this discussion i think i we could probably narrow the episode down into two biggest takeaways or at least the two biggest for me um are lists and friends uh and that kind of encompasses all the things that we talked about so keep a list for your peace of mind and get help from other people during the process so that you're not relying just on your own power because it's, it's not gonna work if you're going that like writing is a solitary journey
0: and I can't talk to anyone
1: ever. (laughs) Solitary journey.
0: (laughs) If writing were a solitary journey, I would have written like one chapter ever. (laughs) I'm like, I need someone to help me and tell me to get writing. So yeah, friends are, friends are good. You need, you need to, uh, find a writing community. So you have beta readers, you've got writing friends, Mm -hmm. you've got people you can talk about the, you know, just the struggle of it all, even just so you can vent about it. Um, and then, yeah, find a process that works for you. This goes for first drafts right down to your editing process. Um, I know some writers do well, like, with a spreadsheet with each scene and, like, notes. And I have tried that. And I think my brain was like, you do enough spreadsheets that work. If you make us do a spreadsheet now, we're just going <laughs> to shut down. Uh, so maybe that'll work for you. Uh... Didn't work for me. <laughs> it was an overload. And you know some people are okay to just edit by the seat of their pants too. Yeah. it's everybody is different. Yeah. So, uh, and you'll continue to fine tune it once you find something that kind of works. It's going to get easier and easier every time you do mm-hmm. an editing pass. So, mostly about finding something that works for mm-hmm. you, and that's the T on tackling your edit. Mm-hmm. All links will be in the show notes and you can reach us anytime at theteagrannies at gmail.com or follow us at Podcast on Instagram. Please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to put the kettle on. We'll see you again in two weeks. Happy writing.